Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we are starting Ancillary Justice, as apparently it's pronounced. By some people. By some people. We have read a third of it, meaning we've stopped at chapter nine. Mm-hmm. But, but first. let's get warmed up. But first. Luke, have you ever seen that meme that's like, it's like, when you reconnect with your friend and clearly you've had different paths in life, but you still like uh, are cool and like hang out and it's too. I, I, I think I know, I know the vibe of what you're talking about. I can't think of the specific meme. Okay. There's a me. Yeah. So there's a meme out there. That's like when you and your friend have clearly had different paths, but you still like connect and hang out. Uh, and it's two people that look very different. I recently had a situation that is like this but slightly more complicated. And I think I need, I think this is Dan needs advice is what we're going to call this segment. Okay. We're going to, we're, we're going to workshop some solutions here because okay. Dan needs some advice. Let's call this friend Jeremy because I don't want to use his real name in case he ends up listening at some point. Okay. Jer. Jer. Um, Jared, I were good buddies in high school. And it's been a little while since high school, Luke. Recently, Jer reached out to me and were and was and was like, "Hey, uh, just wanted to see how you're doing. Uh, let's like reconnect, like let's catch up a little bit." And I was like, "Oh, all right, hey, Jer." So we caught back up. I told him what what I've been up to, and he was like, "Hey, I'm actually getting married next year. Do you want to be a part of it?" And I was like. Jer, that sounds fantastic. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Let's do this. Wow. So Jer's like, great. Uh, I will let you know about the details as things get a little closer. And I was like, wow. So great, Jer. So happy. Fantastic. Um, Cut to last week. I get Mm -hmm. a message from Jer that's like, hey, he sends this out to everybody in the groomsman party and he's like hey super excited for y'all to help me with this celebration um little bit of a heads up we're gonna do a flash mob for the bride let's make it sexy (laughs) okay this is my nightmare luke what do i do (laughs) i want nothing to i want to be a thousand miles away from this Okay, okay, let's make it sexy. Okay. I think and it's for the it's for the bride. It's for the bride. It's for the bride. Okay. Let's make it sexy. Honestly, that amps it up from like a 8 out of 10. This sounds horrible. I don't want to do a dance flash mob to a 12 out of 10. This is my nightmare. Don't make me do this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do. Um okay, okay. Let's let's think through this a little bit. So First of all, flash mob implies surprise. Correct. Right. And dancing. Okay. It is not just to jump out of somewhere and be like, ah, it's like right. a, we're doing a choreography of some kind. Oh, is it always choreographed? For sure. Unless it's like a high school marching band that suddenly appears in your local mall with all their instruments. You're doing a dance of some kind or a song, which would no, also no, no. be terrible. I, I, I do agree that you're you're it's a dance, but I'm wondering if it's is all or all of the groomsmen doing the same dance. Ooh. 
Okay, actually, that might actually be easier for you. I agree with this. If I didn't have to come up with a with a dance, that would be great. The problem is, I think I'm gonna have to come up the the way the message was worded. I need to come up with my own sexy dance routine for this flash mob, which is so much worse than if I was given okay. a routine. Right. Other questions. Um, how big is the is the uh, party great question and like can you hide like can you hide yourself do you know what i mean out can you be de-emphasized outstanding question answer my worry okay go ahead my worry is that it's not going to be everybody at once and to bring it up to a 15 out of 10 dan's nightmare would be tough if you guys had to go sequentially <gasps> what oh i'm dreading i am dreading why did i bring this up I'm feeling I'm feeling regret now that I even brought this up because this is getting worse as we talk it's about this. An I'm attack. having an actual panic attack thinking about this now because holy shit that would be bad. Oh yeah. no! At what point can I be like ah, I don't want I don't want my students to see this? You know what I mean? At what point can I be like hey I know you want me to do a sexy dance. I'm worried about a video getting out because my dance okay. pretty sexy. You're, you're pulling the Dr. Dan card. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Well, okay. First off, tell, tell me tell me the size of the party. Here's the problem, Luke. I have literally zero idea. The reason I have I no know. idea, the group message that we got this in has like 30 people in it. And I don't know. Like, there's no way it's <laughs> there are 30 groomsmen. Okay, okay, but actually hang on though, because this might be this might be helpful. Yes. Because if it's sent out to more than just the groomsmen, like oh, flash mobs, shit. I will say, are large groups. You're right. Oh, this would be fantastic. So you might you might be saved. Oh, I need to have somewhere to hide. Please hide me. Please hide me, big <laughs> boys, in this flash mob. <laughs> then the question is, then the question, Luke. How do I hide, but not hide in a way where on the video that will inevitably take it at this person's wedding? It's not like, right. oh, come on, Dan. <laughs> come on, Dan, <laughs> well, okay. you're not even for, trying. For, for one thing, I imagine if if the group, let's hypothesize 30 people. Okay. If it's that big, there are going to be more people that feel the same way. Uh, I think the key actually here, which is tough, is to distribute your... We need your, to be... The, you can't be all together. The, the people that are uncomfortable cannot form a huddle. Correct. We need to have some entropy. We need to diffuse throughout the flash mob crowd so that right. we're not in a clump in the in the middle or off to the edge. Yeah. So we've got to I've got to find them. I've got to play a little game of mm-hmm. Amogus here and find the impo- who are the imposters at this wedding party? Who isn't into it but is just not saying anything? Right. Right. Ooh. Like, hey, I saw you were trying. Are you? You're not doing your task. You're not doing the dance. Uh, are we on the same? I think we're on the same team here. Um, I also feel like a large group implies some level of choreography. I do too. Because if it's like thirty dudes out there doing whatever they want, that's very chaotic. Here's my fear about it being a choreographed thing, though, Luke. Okay. I'm not gonna be near the top of this group of, of ability. 
And if we're right. all trying to learn it together, I do not want to be the dude who's like, hey, everybody, we got to practice again because Dan missed the <laughs> steps. Uh-oh. <laughs> Terrible. Dan, Dan, hey, quick note for you before we do this again. We need more pelvic thrusting. We need a lot more pelvic thrusting from you, Dan. So let's just take it from the top. Just one more time. That's always been the note about you, Dan. Um, more pelvic thrusting required. Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. I think that we've talked about this before where I I have also very much admitted that I'm not a dancer. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the skills, if I, if I could have a do over and request a skill dancing would be one. I would love to be able to be good at dancing, but I physically cannot do it. It's the knees. It's the weak knees. I think it's it's the weak knees it's also a confidence thing i think i mean luke there's always time if it's just a confidence thing i mean sure you're gonna have to get your knees replaced but once you do that well that's coming soon yeah we're working on that um okay luke get away from your problems okay let's get back to my problems (laughs) please because this is seriously giving me trouble serious real trouble and i need an answer for what the fuck i'm gonna do the the tough thing about it being specifically sexy is that there's few like non non there's few quiet sexy dance moves do you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's kind of the whole deal yeah like you can't do the just like you can't do the just like snap slide to the left snap slide to the right thing correct luke i may have just found the solution i have two solutions okay. here first okay. you go ironic Sure. And so I learn the entirety of the Spider-Man 3 Dark Peter Parker dance <laughs> and just do that. Okay. Um, I personally love this solution. See that? I can hide. I can hide a little bit. I can hide a little bit. I don't bit. agree that you could hide. I, f- I, feel like, I feel like learning the entirety of a movie-themed dance move is not something that you do when you're trying to hide. No, 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 but I'm saying I can hide my anxiety about it behind this ironic facade of it's a funny, goofy thing. And even if I don't do a super sexy dance, it's funny. Like, even if it's not super sexy, which no universe is it going to be sexy, it can be like (laughs) funny. I can be the funny one, you know? Okay. And I don't have to tell anyone that that's what it is. And it can just be a little funny thing where it's like, wait, is he doing the... Is he doing this Spider-Man that looks, dance? That looks familiar. <laughs> and then it's and then it's and then I can kind of hide. I can kind of hide for myself. I can keep a, a part sure. of myself safe there. You know what I mean? Sure. Option two: break my leg. <laughs> oh, sorry, can't two do great, the dance. Two great options. Um, can I give you? Can I actually give you a third option? Oh, I'd love um, it because these two own. these two are not great for me so far. So this is this is based on my own personal experience. Okay. And it's related to the irony thing. Um, So I cannot dance. One thing that I'm weirdly good at, the worm. (laughs) Are you familiar with the dance move? If it's a dance move, the worm. Luke, this is, I've known you for a long time. I've known you for quite a while. That's right. This is new knowledge to me. I am... I am and have always been 
weirdly good at the worm and i don't know why <laughs> next time um, we're together luke i'm going to request a, a performance of the worm i can do it oh I'll wow it. okay i love this it's luke- like it's like riding a bike i haven't done it in years i know i'm on it immediately upon this, request this is where your dance career is going to start right you need to start with your not go to for your first dance class and be like hi i don't know anything about dance i can do the worm let's work from here let's build out sure this is the sure. foundation wanna, i'm working with i want to learn salsa dancing i know the worm let's make it happen <laughs> how do we go from there to here let's <laughs> let's make some steps let's come up with a plan i think that's doable um, but I think it's easy to learn. I think you learn the worm in the months that you have left. And yeah, cause it's a very, it's a very like, it's, it's people will laugh and it's a relatively low embarrassment, low effort dance. Okay. If it's a dance, I'm not willing to actually say that it's a dance. It's a move. It's a dance move. It's a move. Yeah. Yeah. My only concern Pretty with the sexy worm. too. <laughs> It's not the name isn't great. The name doesn't really inspire a lot of sexy, sexy, sexiness. Okay. Uh, Your opinion. True. That's true. Okay. We we have some options here, I guess. I'm not liking any of them, honestly. Very much at all. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, folks out there, please help me. Please help. Yeah. Uh, li- listeners, if you have some advice um chime in hey uh, dan will dan will report back i'm assuming oh i will i will report back hey if jer happens to hear this your real name isn't jer by the way just give me a pass just say i'm not feeling good or something when mm. everybody asks mm-hmm. that'd be great right all right can we talk Very about the book? pass let's talk about the book ancillary justice um up to chapter nine chapter nine can i talk about something very early on that we learned about these ships i would i would love that uh the oldest one is three thousand years old our main ship Mm. character ancillary justice is two thousand years old okay we're coming out with a new iphone like every six months how have we not upgraded these things in two thousand years Ooh. This is a piece of high performing technology and it's like basically the same for two millennia. Okay. What 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 upgrades are you are you do you have like upgrades needed? I mean I don't here's here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing. What if it's like why are we why do we need to upgrade it? It's doing pretty good. Luke, no. No, you asking me to come up with upgrades is like showing George fucking Washington an iPhone and being like, hey, what do you think the next year's model is going to be like? <laughs> Here's my issue. His fake teeth no. are going to fall out of his head. He's going to have no idea what you're, you're talking about. That's fair. It's a, okay. However, sometimes, and this is kind of, this is kind of small stakes and I realize that. Mm-hmm. Like new technologies will come out with like a new user interface and it's like, go back to the freaking old one, man. This is way worse. Stop changing stuff that already works. <laughs> Snapchat. Oh, called out. <laughs> Everybody's favorite Snapchat. It's just like, this, that's, that happened like 
eight years ago God. and I haven't forgiven Snapchat. Luke is still then. upset. Okay. Um so yeah, I why 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 replace it? It's not coming up short. I don't I don't maybe you don't want one little device to split up your personality accident like maybe you want to have okay. some more security features in there. I'm sure they have Okay, I'm sure they're doing bug fixes on this. Like, I'm sure they're fixing bugs in the code and stuff. But it sounds like the ships themselves aren't changing that much over time. Like, physically, you mean? Yeah, like, give me me the best TV. I want a new TV. When are we getting fiber? (laughs) When are we getting fiber internet? It's been 2,000 years. Are we getting fiber? Okay, okay, so it does seem like it's... (laughs) When's the hot tub getting installed? There's one. <laughs> the, the ship needs one hot tub. Does not have one yet. Uh-uh. Um, okay. So I, I do think that you're right that there's like generally one ship. However, I'm not so sure that they're not making physical tweaks every now and then. Okay. <sighs> I... There is nothing that says they aren't doing this. You're right. Right. But it doesn't... From how it's talked about, from how our main character talks about it, it does kind of seem like they don't change that much. Okay. That's the vibe I get. Because she talks about a ship that's been around that was first created like 3,000 years ago. And Mm -hmm. at a certain point... At a certain point... And here we, we're getting into a bit of a ship of Theseus problem, but it's not even a ship of Theseus problem because you're not even, you're not swapping out parts and recreating the ship. You're making a whole new ship. So at a certain point, I feel like the, the AI personality would be different. Like if I swapped okay. out your arms and legs with tentacles and waited a, like a hundred years, your brain is probably going to be different. Okay. Okay. I think this is, I think this is fair. Um, let me let me bring up an alternate but related question. Okay. <clears throat> who is de- who is deciding to make upgrades to the ship? Because I do think that the ship has a say in this. You're right. And if I'm the ship, I'm like, "Hey, I don't want you like completely changing." Oh. My deal. I don't know, Luke. And and oh, you got to be so careful with the ship because my instinct here is to be like, yeah, the ships are just kind of slaves. You can just, they mm-hmm. just have to do whatever you say and they don't really have a choice. But the ship can really destroy your whole world in some serious ways if you're not nice to it. Like the ship is responsible for so much about your whole life and deal. Mm-hmm. And if you cross the ship, if the, if the ship's like... <laughs> You put in a request for some new paint for your bunk, and the ship is like, "Hey, is that olive? Is that olive colored paint? Please don't paint your <laughs> that the interior of that room olive because it will be terrible. It really clashes <laughs> with the rest of the ship. And if you do it anyway, you, yeah, I mean your air conditioning, forget about it. It's gone forever. Mm-hmm. And I imagine you're eating pickles for the rest of your life." <laughs> ships like nah nothing gets delivered there but pickles sorry <laughs> right right okay yes um 
the other thing with this is let's 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 assume that at some point in a ship's life it to a certain degree like crystallizes personally okay and like maybe changes a little bit right but generally like their personality is relatively set right i think usually it's like age 26 or 27 yeah i think so for sh- uh, yeah i th- i think you add six for ships oh so I think. okay yep Good um call. and i'm assuming that they're somewhat frequently building ships i don't know how often that means but times change mm-hmm. cultures change gotta be a big generational difference between ships ais you're right right luke we've got we've got like the boomers of ships and now we're at gen z of ships and and luke you're gonna have the like prejudice from younger generations to older generations of like yeah they're just old and kind of dumb their brains don't work very well anymore because you're not going to be making worse ais over time right like your ais are going to keep getting smarter so they're literally going to be like yeah those old ones suck those old ones are (laughs) terrible i hate them this is this is not to jump to things yeah but this is part of the reason why our ship wants to kill the emperor whatever we're calling yeah because okay i'm assuming the emperor is an ai uh i don't know i was not this might be getting it this this might be getting into something else but okay generally you know some of the newer ships are like man we gotta these older ships are stuck in the past need to pass along some of the leadership come on we need a mandatory retirement age for these ships because huh right Right. Get him out of here. Give somebody else a chance. <laughs> um, but yeah, the ships, because we do we do see two ships interact, and they do seem fairly different. They do, but it also says at a certain point they just don't talk anymore because they've said literally everything they could say to each other. <laughs> right. It says they basically just do the most basic most simple kind of communication because they've already had every kind of conversation they could have had. Right. Which is tough. I think it is tough. It's interesting to me that they play a little game of, I don't know. I'm going to call it checkers. Um, got to pass the time somehow. Got to pass the time somehow. Let me, okay. This, this leads me to actually, actually. Okay. I have a couple more notes regarding the AIs. Okay. Number one, during this interaction between the two ships, we learn that a lot of their like relatively mundane decisions are being made with emotions. Yes. Are, I, were these two ships? I didn't think they were two ships. You're saying when they're playing like Mancala and they're in the base floor of that house? Yes. Okay. The other one I don't think is a ship. I thought the other one was a person from a ship, right? Okay, because there's two groups. Like a human soldier or the like ans- ancillary soldier? Okay, I thought it was a human soldier because... Ooh. Right. On the ground in this swamp place, there are two mm. different groups of soldiers, right? There is the ones that are the ancillary 
AI controlled people and then right. one that are just like regular people that are there. And Lieutenant On is responsible for the ancillary people and the other lieutenant is responsible for the 7th Battalion or something like that. And the okay. 7th are like people. I don't think that that's, that's different from the AI. Okay. So I think okay. this conversation is happening between an AI and a person. Okay. Okay. For some reason, maybe it was just the way that they like name titles and stuff. I did. I, I thought that this was another like ancillary soldier from a different ship, but okay. I did sure. it first too, but yeah, it's because of how they title the battalions, I think, because the battalions okay. have very similar titles to the one-esque ancillary group or whatever right. it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I still think that the question that's asked of one ask, uh-huh. they answer with emotion. Yes. Like they're like, they say that like our decisions, some of these decisions are set aside for emotions because like if you do it with an AI, the calculations get like overly tedious. I don't have like necessarily, again, a specific note for this. I just thought it was interesting. That like, they had to include emotions. Like there was a reason for emotions in the AI. Yeah. Here's. Yeah. And that this is it. Because it makes the decisions easier. It makes the decisions better. Right. Yeah. Just, it just makes, makes them computationally less expensive. Yes. Um, this implies personality, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Like, I'm trying to think of how to put this. Like, how do you think they think about the AIs? Like, do you think that, do you think that they were like, oh man, I wish I was on that ship because I really get along with that AI way better than mine. Mine's kind of lame. Right. <laughs> mine, mine is into crypto and talking about business strategy. And that's like <laughs> all. The other one sings beautiful songs. Right. Give me, yeah, give me on the musicianship, not the venture capitalist ship. Right. And I wonder like, do you, could you get in a little chat room and be like, hey, how's your ship doing? What's it, what's it like being, I don't know, thousands of years old and weird? The, okay, this is my next, this is, this is my next note slash question. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you try and how hard do you try to befriend one of the ships or like one of the ancillary soldiers, which is basically the same thing? Okay, you do. I feel like I'm trying really hard. You do and you do try really hard because... Up upside is infinite, I think. I think okay. I do think that there's like an upside in terms of just general benefit of like, yeah, the the super powerful thing likes me. Yeah. That's obviously a big part of it. But separately, I just think it'd be cool. Yes. Yes. And like worth worth whatever I'm doing. I'm like buying <sighs> gifts daily for one ask. Here's the downside. Thoughtful Luke. ones too. Here's the here's the issue. I okay. think there is a zero percent chance any of these AIs are your friend. Here's why. Okay. These AIs have had thousands of years to have every conversation. They don't even talk to each other anymore. So I feel like the whole time I'm talking to this thing, I'm gonna feel like an annoyance to it. Like the whole t- I feel like they're gonna respond to me. But it's always going to be out of obligation. It's never going to feel mm. like 
they're actually interested in literally anything I have to say. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Also, <laughs> I don't actually want to talk about this. I want to talk about what gifts you're buying for this fucking spaceship. <laughs> Let's back up. Luke, what presents are you buying for this spaceship? Here's the, Please here's tell the thing, me. Dan. Here's the thing. Um, I think that not many people are asking one-esque about itself. Uh-huh. And most of my conversations with my new friend are me just trying to get to know it. Okay. Sure. And I don't have the my gifts ideas yet. Oh, you're gonna let but them. But once I get to kn- once I get to know them, I'm gonna know exactly what it, what what they want. More so, more so than everyone else, because right, I'm its best friend. Right, new fusion core, hyper blasters. Sure. <laughs> the new Air Jordans, maybe. The, okay, the new Air. Yeah, you can, those are tough to get. Those um, are tough to get. Yeah, it's a thoughtful gift though if you are able to pick those up. Right, and it's the, also the thought that counts. Hmm. Well, no one's no one's spending the time that I am for one ask. Okay. All right. Um. Mm. I think this is a fair point, actually. I do think these AIs are a little neglected, maybe, and I think they they could come around to your to your signs also, of friendship. Also, just like not even necessarily on the idea of making them like me actually getting to like actually asking questions genuinely would be very interesting Mm. like i'm not i'm not faking interest in the ai do you think historians are all pissed historic okay because they're like a thousand years ago this thing happened and we're not sure about the motivations behind why the emperor did this thing but uh, or what kind of conversation happened, but we can only assume based on these other written documents. And then the AI comes in and is like, actually, I was there. I could just tell you what happened, if that's cool. I, I actually have the recording. Uh, yeah, Let's you want to play it? Look. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm. I f- would be a- tough. Anything since the AIs came around would just be like, yeah, we don't need you to write a book about it. I'll just look it up. Hang on. Okay. Let me just ask the AI what happened. And they'll tell me. Hmm. I think that there would be you could you could there'd probably be a lot of uh, interpretation biases within the AIs that would make for interesting investigative journalism and books about. Oh, I see. Like, sure, this AI had twenty five different perspectives and all the biometric data for the people making this choice, but maybe they're biased. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Right. That's fair. Right. I think so. But should we trust that data? Read my book. <laughs> Read my book to find out. This is a great point. Could be interesting. <laughs> this is a great point, Luke. Um, do you have anything else about the ships? No. Can I talk about the the kids of this world that we're on? Okay, sure. I, I want to say, first... Uh, these kids who have been annexed have been through a lot. Mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge that now. Okay. And now I want to say 
they're shit at coming up with children's songs. Okay, this is very true. I I hadn't written this down, but as I read it, I was like, this isn't a song. Absolute trash. These kids' songs are bad. Objectively just bad. I'm going to read one for you. I was okay. trying to find the song in here. Couldn't find it. Okay, here we right. go. I don't... I From what I remember, there's... Very difficult to understand what the rhythm might be. Yep, here we go. I'm going to do my best. One, two, my aunt told me. Three, four, the corpse soldier. Five, six, I'll shoot you in the eye. Seven, eight, kill you dead. Nine, ten, break it apart and put it back together. The, the, okay, I don't care what your children's song means. If you're a child coming up with a song, it rhymes. That's like the thing. It always thing. rhymes. That's the thing. You when you make a song, it has to rhyme. Right. I don't think I don't think it was until I turned at least 18 w- until I realized that like a lot of music doesn't necessarily rhyme. Mhm. Yeah. Um okay. What What's going on? Is this all propaganda from the adults that they're like, hey, kids, just sing this, sing this weird song. Sing this weird song that has no sense of rhythm or meter or anything. <laughs> we, need you to, we need you to get back at these weird people for annexing us. So sing them this weird song, please. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's going to be drive them crazy to try to figure out the correct rhythm. Um, yeah. This is one where if if we're stepping back into a, like writing of books, mm-hmm. a lot of times, actually, okay, actually, let me let me say this. I respect it, okay? Okay. Because a lot of times books will have like many songs in them. Yes, that's true. And if I read, if I spend the time to read them, I'm like, okay, the author probably took like a lot of time to make this, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is a huge waste of time because I'm not going to read or care about the rhythm or lyrics or of your rhyme song. structure or yeah, unless you spend absolutely zero effort on it and it makes no sense. Then I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> so I respect it. Okay. So you're saying Anne Lecky, Anne Lecky has hit us with a little bit of reverse psychology, maybe. I think that Anne Lecky did a cost-benefit analysis and was like, do I want to spend time on the song? No. <laughs> Smart. Smart. <laughs> so I'm for it. Um, yeah. It's, t- it's, t- it's honestly though, negative effort <laughs> for being honest. It makes no sense. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a translation issue, Luke. Maybe it's lost in translation. Oh, a bit. okay. It could be a translation issue. This is a good point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, interesting, interesting choice, but, um, yeah, I support it in general. Okay. I have something on, in the other timeline right we've got two timelines yep so in the in the i guess more recent timeline which is when one ask has become a single person well 
when they're op- when we're seeing one person that is one s. There could be more yes. one s's around. Okay, this is a good point. This is a good distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, and they find a soldier who used to be an officer like a thousand years ago who got frozen. Yep. And like we learn over time a little bit more about the story. I don't think we have really the full picture. Yeah. The ship does not, of course, like I forget I forget the name of this person. Um the ship does not like them generally. However, I feel like we're being very rude, unnecessarily so, to this person who just like lost everything, was frozen for a thousand years, and like is half dead on the side of the road. You're talking it's about Lieutenant t- Sivarden? Yes. Lieutenant Sivarden, the person that they found on the side of the road and are doing a little a little good Samaritan, but not that good. Right. Part of me agrees with you. Part of me agrees with you. There, there maybe should be a little sympathy here. Not very much of me wants to agree with you. In fact, I'm going to say about 10% of me agrees with okay. you for a couple reasons. First, love that we're quantifying. Right. If there were, if I was separated out into 10 different bodies, only one of them would agree with you. Okay. That's the only way I can picture it. Yes. Okay. So we learn a little bit about Lieutenant Sivarden's backstory. Mm -hmm. She sounds kind of shitty. Okay. I mean, I, and I did just say she, I don't remember their gender. Right. The, the, our main characters calls everyone she, so. Right. So Lieutenant Sivarden seems kind of shitty. Okay. I, I honestly kind of can't remember exactly what we learned. So, so do you have a quick recap? Okay, quick recap. The very first introduction we get, she's 17. She's just captured a bunch of prisoners. Uh, I think one of them is crying because they had a broken arm. And mm-hmm. our main AI steps in as Lieutenant Sivarden is about to like boot stomp them to get them to shut up. And the AI is like, hey, your tea's ready. You want to get that tea now? As like a distraction because she knows that she's about to just crush this person who broke their arm, right? Right. Then we fast forward like 20 or 30 years and Lieutenant Sivarden is meeting with their cousin who's kind of up and coming. And their cousin's like, yeah, I'm kind of crushing it. Also, there's this cute boy might be something might be nothing and lieutenant c varden is like you idiot how could you think of potentially doing something with this person who she herself it is admitted had sex with earlier like Mm -hmm. she she is admitted to having sex with this person that she's now telling her cousin you worm you can't don't even think about doing that you fool right okay and she's described as very, like, arrogant and pompous. I don't know. I Okay. I I do agree with you. Um, it's a little bit tough because this is the question of, like, do you apply... Do, do, do I apply my values to this world? Hmm. Right, because the, so so your first example of of when um, 
I'm going to stick with she when she's um, trying to deal with this prisoner. Yeah. It's like they have all of these prisoners that they're like going to execute soon because of whatever. <laughs> or turn into like mind slaves of an AI. Yes. Right. Right. And then like in the actual, in the other timeline, they just murdered like 90 people for, well, okay. They murdered like 90 people. Correct. And every time, like, they t- keep t- conquering over these worlds, and it's really bad. There's a lot of atrocities. We're just full, we're chock full of atrocities throughout this, yeah. And so, like, it's a little bit tough for me to decide if someone is is bad or not. Like, I think that the... The lieutenant on, I think, mm-hmm. is like this kind is, of obviously. This good. is the example I was gonna bring up to you because, like, we have an example of somebody who is normal, right? We have an example of somebody who is not doing terrible things all the time, right? So, which is fair, which is fair. Um, I guess, I guess, maybe not sympathy for. Uh, see Varden, but <laughs> I guess I guess just tough spot to be in. Yeah, pretty tough spot. I'd agree with you here, especially the fact that it's been a thousand years. Yeah, since they were alive, that's that's a rough way to wake up. It's kind of wild. Maybe it's because in this civilization we're so advanced and everything but it's kind of wild to me that people are not like you're a thousand years old <laughs> that's crazy man <laughs> <laughs> to the ais you mean no no, no to the or to this person assuming that they can communicate this uh-huh <laughs> if i met someone that had just been frozen for a thousand years i'd be like let me buy you a drink and ask you some stuff <laughs> did they did they sell drinks back then hold on are you familiar with this concept <laughs> I, I realize I realize that this may be very different in this world, but I don't know. <laughs> very weird. Very weird for sure. Uh, you know what else would be very weird, Luke? Hmm. I want you to imagine you're on a planet somewhere. Maybe you're a merchant. You're selling, I don't know, alien fur rugs. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're just chilling. You complain about taxes. Uh, otherwise things are going pretty well. And then one day you get news that some big army is going to come invade. And all the local politicians are like, hey, everybody get your guns. Let's fight for our country. Let's do our best. Or I guess our planet, whatever it is. They're like arming you. You're like into it. You know, life's going pretty good. You get out on the battlefield you like get in your trench with your gun. You're aiming it down at where whoever's going to come through. And then suddenly hundreds of naked, invincible soldiers are sprinting at you from across a field with nothing in mind aside from murder. Just like literally nothing on their mind but murder and destroy. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening when these planets are annexed because the AI humans, the AI controlled human things are naked. 
Are they naked? I thought that they were wearing uniforms. They're only wearing uniforms if they're out of cryostasis for a long period of time. Otherwise, they are completely naked with only their, like, shield. Because, like, why would you give them... They don't need clothes if they have an invulnerable shield around them. (laughs) So... (laughs) Plus... Plus the mental warfare because of the nudity. They're just naked and sprinting across a field at you silently and communicating in perfect, <laughs> perfect sync. They're right. perfectly synchronized and just like do- dodging, dodging, slicing, shooting, <laughs> destroying you, but naked, all of them. It's, it's not ideal for me in this scenario. Um, I don't quite understand the annexation thing because like it's kind of proven that like they are invulnerable so far. There's been like one civilization that created a few guns that could penetrate their armor. Right. They've lost one ship in like so long. Right. So, like, do people fight them? I mean, it seems like it. I, I, I agree, because there is, like, a, a war yeah. in soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> but you're saying, but, what is the what happens? Like, is there any victory, or is it just, like, token resistance? Right. right. Because, like, like, I feel like the difficulty with the annexations is not the battle part no it's, it's the, the what comes after that correct which i mean I, I feel like is the case generally but even more so is there like if i'm if i'm in this scenario that you've described yeah you said i'm like into it <laughs> i find that very unlikely yeah because like what speech is going to get me riled up uh you know the one about freedom freedom aragorn is not down there telling me (laughs) do it for frodo right uh yeah but hey maybe maybe we can do it though have you ever thought of maybe Maybe. we could be the one okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, right luke then okay because i i agree with you i don't know what speech is going to get me out there on the front lines Mm mm-hmm but I very much am sympathizing with all the people on this planet who the I think the head priest kind of gives voice to because imagine maybe you didn't fight, but you kind of witnessed what went on. Imagine then just acting chill with the whole vibe after that. Imagine then being like, hey, remember when our current government sent a bunch of screaming naked lunatics? Actually, no. Silent naked lunatics to completely destroy us with zero resistance i guess i'll just go back to selling alien fur rugs again right this is normal please i mean it does it it, like the time frame is pretty long yes i think i remember they saying they're saying like 50 years between when they when people start getting back to this normal right because i think the people have to just die who saw it happen yeah, something like that. Like, no one who sees these, like, this annexation happen is ever going to be chill with what's going on. Yeah. 
<laughs> Guys, come up with a better strategy, please. <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> Other planets, we gotta be working together. <laughs> I feel like if we have an invulnerable shield and, like, we literally can't lose a battle, we don't really have to fight at that point. Like, right. like, yeah. what? Okay. Luke! <laughs> because here's the thing. We want them to accept, we want them to accept the Emperor as, like, the one in charge, right? Sure. We learn the Emperor, there's, like, thousands of the Emperor... They're all genetically mm-hmm. identical. The Emperor shows up without any bodyguards because it's like, yeah, I guess killing me is kind of just an act of protest at this point, so it's bound to happen. Uh, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> doesn't do a whole lot. Right. Just, like, keep sending the Emperor there. Just, like, send a new Emperor and be like, hey, everybody, I'm your Emperor. Uh, here's the rules for this planet. And then when they kill you, <laughs> you'd be like, all right, you know I'm just going to send another one. <laughs> just wear them down that way. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's a good point. I'm also just curious, like, what do they want? Like, it doesn't really strike me as a as a empire that is like trying to gain land for like tax purposes. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe I, I was assuming, they but were, I also but maybe not. But I also feel like if that's your move. And everyone knows that you're essentially invulnerable. You go in there and be like, hey, uh, you pay me taxes now. Or I kill all of you. Mm. And it seems seems like these annexations could be more diplomatic, I guess is my take. Yeah, we do get a little bit of backstory into the history when they talk about how some of these lieutenants like used to be rebels like some of the people who are now high up in the government at some point back along the line they had to be annexed and civilized right right okay now Mm -hmm. i'm starting okay yeah because look they're going around civilizing the galaxy right they have like a theological almost motivation an ideological theological motivation Okay, this is, yeah, this is a good point. I forgot about the religion. And so they are bringing people into the fold of this government, into civilized society. And mm-hmm. so, right, you, you want people in just because that's your whole deal, is bringing people into the civilized society. Okay, this is a good society. point. That said, civilized society is a bunch of naked lunatics running running around <laughs> killing people, so... I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, what do you What do you think of the aliens' perspective on all this? <laughs> because there are aliens, and we have a treaty with them of some kind. Right. What when the aliens saw like saw us doing this thing? What do you? What was the vibe? It's kind of interesting because so so this empire is like basically all powerful among humans yes but it doesn't necessarily seem that way against aliens it seems like the aliens would rock their shit yeah well i i don't know if that's necessarily true i just know that at one point our our main perspective says that they would not be able to destroy the aliens okay fair enough yeah um (laughs) 
And I feel like the aliens are just like confused. <laughs> Maybe. This is my sense as well. <laughs> just like, I don't know what's up with these guys. <laughs> Some of them are very different from others. <laughs> They're like, wait, so you have a thousand of the one and then you just have a bunch of other ones that have to do what this one says? Why? Why do you right. care? Hold on. Why do you why do you all care so much? You're all <laughs> you're all basically the same, right? Right. So I am I am hoping for more alien perspectives. Yeah, so am I. Especially I mean we do get this story about the corrupt government outpost where an alien was on board the ship and kind of got saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get some aliens in the mix. What's going on with this? Uh, how are we pronouncing it? <laughs> Her. Her. <laughs> Pretty yeah. good. Love to hear. Love to hear what that. Uh... I'm. The other thing I think of for the aliens is that they're all just like way more advanced than people, and they kind of mm. they kind of look at us as like a weird, just a weird curiosity in the galaxy. Right. They're just a little intrigued. Yeah. They're like. That's the only reason this alien was on the ship is they were like, what's going on with those weird people with all the clones and weird robot stuff? What are they up to these days? Right. Right. I hope I I hope that's true. I think it's possible. <laughs> Me too. I hope we realize at the end that this has all just been an alien experiment. I'm cautiously pro alien so far. Ooh. Or cautiously team alien. Ooh. First of all, cool names. Yeah. Okay. Um, and t- the Empire, not looking good. No, but I mean, like, we haven't really been given that many people to be team whatever. That's why I'm cautiously. Okay, fair enough. That's I think we have to be team alien at this point. Because <laughs> the alternative is like a weird fascist dictatorship. Right. Um, okay, speaking of, speaking of the Emperor. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, I hypothesized earlier that it was an AI. Yes. Um, it's kind of the only way I can see how it would be a being that controls like hundreds, if not thousands of bodies at a time. Mm. You're right. I was just assuming that they wouldn't want an AI in charge. Like I was assuming people would be like, no. Because you're a robot, but... Right. But maybe this is an AI. The thing that I wonder about, though, is why did it stop? Like, if this is an AI, it made thousands of itself. Why not more? Why are you conquering people? Mm. Why are you being like, hey, be on my team instead of, hey... I'm taking your planet over with my army of the same person. <laughs> you, you're, you're asking why it didn't just turn everyone into it. Correct. That seems like the natural move. Can, it does. It does seem like based on a lot of other sci-fi vibes for rogue AIs, that's what would happen. Um, she's a different approach. Maybe it, maybe it read all of those other sci-fi books and they're like, that never works. <laughs> That's boring. No thanks. I want to do some conquering. Right. Um, 
but also gotta be like bottom of the list in terms of who I want as a boss. Well, okay, we. <laughs> I think we should acknowledge here that one of the main things we see them do is literally order a genocide. Okay, sure. Aside from that, <laughs> okay. which I know is a big thing to say, I recognize that. Give me, give me some more reasons why this would be a bad boss. Aside from the whole, <laughs> the whole massacre thing, like someone that's just everywhere, and. Oh yeah. Kind of rude. Um I know is like never being replaced. <sighs> Has no higher authority to appeal to. No higher authority to appeal to. Also has the capacity to like come kind of be in my business. Like it wouldn't be a big deal if it was like a boss that's like I'm never going to see in a million years because they're 700 levels above me yeah yeah right yeah the emperor is like walking around with one of their bodies into like a random village and inspecting my work the emperor is the perfect micromanager right as like a relatively low level lieutenant it is feasible for the 3000 year old emperor of the universe to come into my like somewhat small domain and criticize me. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah, no, you really don't want that. Wow. I'm realizing how fucked up this whole government structure is now because I was, I was curious why there weren't higher ranks. Like, it seems like the highest rank is Lieutenant. Like it seems like everybody's a Lieutenant. We've seen a lot of lieutenants. And I'm assuming there are higher, though. Right. There might be some other higher ranks, but because because there are so many clones of the emperor who can just order people around, you don't need a lot of middle management. Right. Because the emperor can just be there and tell you to do it. Yeah. Oh, God. That sucks. I kind of, it kind of makes me wish there were more layers in there. You're right. <laughs> it makes me wish there was like a Jerry above me who I could be like, uh, right. I need to file a complaint about you, Jerry. <laughs> you don't have that much power, Jerry. Like you can't order me to do whatever you want. It's 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 tough when for like almost everyone, their immediate superior superior has absolute power. Yeah, I wonder though, what I feel like the issue here is communication. Okay. I feel like this is the advantage the emperor brings to bear over a normal person. Because let's say you're on this planet. The emperor is like, hey, you got to kill all those people. And I'm like, no. All right. Bye. And then you get on a plane and you tell everyone like, hey, the emperor on my planet went nuts. They went absolutely crazy. Mm stopped Mm -hmm. doing cool emperor things you know how the emperor always only does cool stuff the emperor on my planet did some weird things so i think we needed to check in with the emperor and make sure they're cool um and because of how the emperor works it's like it seems like the communication is instantaneous to where Mm -hmm. you go check in with an emperor somewhere else and they're like oh yeah of course i did that what they didn't do it yeah kill him 
Right. But if they didn't instantaneously communicate, you'd be like, hey, the emperor on this planet did something weird. Was that you? And they're like, uh, it doesn't sound like me. I don't think I would do that. No. No. You're good. <laughs> I feel like that's the big advantage. You're just, in, you're just inventing more middle managers, though. <laughs> this is my point. It's the only reason this is feasible is the emperor could communicate with itself instantaneously. Right. If they couldn't right. do that, then none of this would work. Sure. Yes. Um. <laughs> we're using... And we're, oh, this sucks. We Okay. Because think about it. This is such a boring way for somebody to take perfect control over the galaxy. Oh, I, I came up with a texting app that is instantaneous. <laughs> I came up with a cool messenger. And now I run shit. That's literally the only power you have. Oh. Okay. This is an interesting perspective. Um, I mean, I will also say the fact that... Well, I don't know how you kill the emperor. Well, I mean, it seems like we might we might learn. It seems like we might find out. But in the event that, like, each of these bodies has the capacity to be, like, the full emperor and you literally have to kill every single body, mm-hmm. it makes it so that it's basically impossible. Right. And so, like, Beyond the quick communication thing, which I do kind of agree for like day to day purposes, that's like the main secret power of the emperor. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's like 3,000 years old plus cannot be killed, tough to beat. Yeah. Not a lot really working for our, our main protagonist here. You got a plan though. Seems like there's, it. Like, a, there's like a gun, <laughs> a really special gun. I think there's a special gun. <laughs> See, this is this is what the founding fathers were talking about, Luke. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Just need a good guy with a gun. It's the only thing that can save us. I've always said that. Mm. It seems like that's what this book is going for, I think. I think so. I think so. That's that's my takeaway so far for the first third. Yeah. Yeah, Luke. So first third, intrigued how this gun's going to do some damage to the Emperor. <laughs> that's right. Very intrigued. What's up with Sivarden or Sevarden? Don't know. Hmm. We're going to find out next week. We'll bring the hot takes. And be the dumb nerds. <laughs> <laughs>